I'm Jim Calloway. And I'm Sharon Nelson. This is the 20th edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers in Technology. Today, our topic is finding a good search engine optimization company. This actually is a lot harder than it sounds, Jim. A whole lot of lawyers seem to think that website design and search engine optimization, which we'll call by its common moniker, SEO, go together, but often they really don't. I've spoken to a lot of website designers who are fairly honest in their self-descriptions, and they admitted that they knew enough about SEO to make sites what they called search engine friendly, but they otherwise didn't regard themselves as SEO experts. And so I got to thinking that sometimes a little bit of knowledge might be a dangerous thing and that they maybe were not helping their clients, although their intentions were certainly good. Well, SEO is really an important concept. As we've discussed before in, in prior podcast over, over a year ago, I think now, the yellow pages are definitely falling out of vogue and more and more people are going to the internet to find lawyers and, and all sorts of other vendors and services and, and, and matters. And the typical response for many of these people, especially ones that aren't necessarily expert internet users, is just to type what they're looking for into Google. And so we're going to see more and more people who type bankruptcy lawyer and perhaps a geographical region or personal injury lawyer or intellectual property lawyer or something like that just into Google. And, and so therefore, what Google and the other search engines return is critically important as a part of the law office marketing scheme. Let's see if we can give our listeners some tips at least about what to look for when they're searching for an SEO expert. All right, off and running here. First, the stat is that about 65% of those who are looking for attorneys will begin their search online. We all know that Google has the lion's share of the market, so certainly you want to design for Google. And the general rule is if you design for Google, everyone else will fall in line nicely and you don't need to worry about them. So how do you find the people that can do that? Well, the first thing you might want to check on is the vendor's own website and see how that comes up in Google. If it doesn't come up well, that certainly tells you something. And you might want to check their client sites. I've often heard it said that they should have a full listing on the website. If they don't have a full listing or if they only have like a representative three or four, that would cause me some concern. Uh, you certainly can ask for a full listing and then check out how those sites are doing. I think you can reach out and contact some of their clients. Ask them whether they had a good experience or a bad experience, if they really noticed a huge jump in the Google rankings originally and how far they went up, and, and in particular, if they're willing to share it, uh, how much they had paid. That's for sure, because this can be very, very expensive. It's not unusual to have two or $300 a month charges, and it's not unusual as you go up in scope to have thousands of dollars a month. I actually asked this morning, I, I tweeted and asked if anybody had a, a search engine optimization company that they would recommend for lawyers. That, of course, my tweets go to my Facebook page, so it was on both pages for several hours. And it was interesting, I did get one response, and it was interesting that it was only one response, because usually when you ask a question, you get a lot of responses. And that made me think that maybe not everybody was so happy with their SEO company, or that number two, they weren't really utilizing SEO, and I think that might be true as well. But the one response I did get was from my friend Mark Unger, an attorney in Dallas, Texas. It was interesting, he, he recommended Derek Schaefer, who is with the firm OrangeCast, and that's at orangecast.com. I took a look 
look, and, and it's clear that Mr. Schaefer does marketing sort of across the board. It's not just SEO, it's other forms of marketing as well. But like so many vendors, he has chosen to look at the electronic world and to tackle that rather than newspaper and, and uh, other forms of print advertising. So he just got a free plug, uh, courtesy of Mark. Thank you very much. You want to ask the vendor how long the vendor's been in business and how many people work there. I think that's important because solos tend to be really, really overstretched. Uh, they can't really give that much time uh, unless they only have uh, a very small handful of clients. You want to find out if it's a legal specific search engine optimization vendor with a good knowledge of how potential clients search for lawyers because the way people search for different kinds of services, it's very, very different. And there are certainly very, very legal specific SEO companies and I think that that's a better choice for most lawyers. Also, you want to find out if the vendor outsources any of the work. I personally would not hire a vendor that didn't do the work himself or herself. I want to be talking to the person that's going to be doing the work. A really critical question is, does the vendor only do SEO? Now, we believe in expertise and we know that lawyers, the law is so complicated that a lawyer can't do every single aspect of the law. Sharon and I both believe it's okay if the vendor does some web design and, and SEO because the two really go well together. But it's really important to make sure if you're, a, or at least be cautious, I'll say, when you see an IT firm or a generalized marketing firm that also says they're going to do SEO. We've looked at this a lot. It's a pretty specific topic and requires pretty specific expertise. Yeah, it sure does. And I just got written a note by uh, our technician here and my husband and partner, John Simic, who says that Mark Unger lives in San Antonio. I apologize, Mark, for relocating you. You want, to, you want to judge, too, whether the vendor sounds candid. I don't know why it is, Jim, but for heaven's sakes, I have never seen so many snake oil salesmen as I've seen in the SEO business. There's just a wildly disproportionate number of them. So you really want to be very, very careful before you sign a contract and read it very, very carefully. And you're going to have to work together with this person because it's not going to be just a, you hire them and that's it. You're going to have to work with them and talk to them over a long time because SEO is an ongoing process. It's never really over. If you do nothing to your site after search engine optimizing it, it will go down in the rankings over time. So beware of those monthly contracts and those large annual fees, but at least make sure you understand what you're signing on for. You might also ask whether the vendor offers exclusivity. Will the vendor agree, for example, to do only one personal injury law firm in a given geographical area? But if you want this, be prepared. The vendor, if they're going to turn down all other opportunities, may have a big price tag that is associated with exclusivity. And, and I mean big. I've seen twenty to 50000 not be unusual. So that can be a lot uh, to, to pay just to get that exclusivity. You also want to be very cautious if you hear, we can get you to the number one spot or, or the first page of Google right away. Most of the time that can't be done without cheating. And that can actively hurt you with Google. In, in the absolute worst case scenario, the company may use tactics banned by Google and you, you might actually have your website removed from Google's results entirely. You simply can't guarantee particular rankings over something which you don't control, and you don't control these search companies. They change their algorithms all the time, and you don't control that either. So they really can't make these kinds of promises. 
you want to make sure that you yourself are somewhat familiar with Google's Webmaster Guidelines. They will tell you what is and is not prohibited conduct so that you will have some clue about whether your SEO company is, is staying within the boundaries or, or not staying within the boundaries. But there is never any substitute for deepening and broadening your site over time and obtaining quality inbound links. Even if you get good initial ratings from SEO, if you don't change your site over time, it will continue to slip. It withers on the vine every time. Google just plain does not like static sites. Sometimes the SEO company may ask you to do some things that seem counterintuitive. Uh, right now, there's a big trend for simplicity in websites. And in the old days, a home page that simply filled a single screen was considered an elegant design. But elegant though it may be, for most firms, they're going to do a lot better to have a longer home page now, including more keywords on it, although uh, not to the point of absurdity. Mind you, the big firms can do anything they want with a home page because their content is so broad and deep, their content changes all the time, and by nature of their size, they'll always have tons of quality inbound links. And, and you're right, Jim. That's just something that you can't compete with. And I think sometimes people go into SEO with unrealistic expectations. If you are a two-person law firm doing the same thing as a 50-person law firm, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to compete because in all likelihood, the 50-person law firm is going to have a much broader and deeper website. It's just the nature of the game. You can also check out the quality of a vendor's work by verifying through tools like Overture Suggestions and Keyword Suggestions for Google that you've really gotten the correct keywords on your site to help draw your desired audience. A paid service used by many professionals is Word Tracker. So if you hear that name and that's what your vendor's using, that's probably a good thing. And it will show you something very, very interesting. You might type in something like, computer forensics, which is part of what my company Sensei does, but they might throw back at you something you might not expect, and that happened to me. I was testing that this morning in preparation for the podcast, and they threw back investigations, and I went, hmm, you know, and that's probably very likely that a lot of lay people or people who don't know computer forensics, they might well say computer investigations as opposed to forensics. So it's interesting how people search, and I think it's really helpful to look at for keyword suggestions from some of these software programs. Another thing you need to be aware of is Google's PageRank system. This system measures not only the number of sites leaking to you, but the quality of those links. If Fortune 500 companies are linking to your site, that's definitely going to boost your rankings immeasurably. The higher-end companies will provide weekly link updates. With those companies, you should receive rankings and analytic reporting weekly, monthly, and quarterly. But any link to your site is always a good one, but this is something to bear in mind on the page rank. Another subject that's well worth mentioning is what they call the long tail strategy. And this really means that those top 10 keywords that people seem to obsess over that they think is going to get people to their site, they often are not the keywords that convert to business. It's that long tail, the, the one to three people in a month who are searching on a specific thing that seems to convert more over to business. The long tail actually, according to the studies, 80% of your conversion to business will come from the tail, from those one to three people searching on a particular oddball search term, which I find very strange, but there's a, a lot of data out there to, to support it. I just, I have never understood why this works, and it seems counterintuitive, but I know through my own dealings with Google Analytics 
that will get business from people who are searching for something like criminal defense because we're involved in criminal defense work or spoliation because some of our articles talk about it now those aren't things that I would think of as primary keywords but if that's what somebody's interested in that's what they're searching on they may find your article or they may find your description of your criminal defense work uh, on an interior page and ultimately get to your home page and, and get to you so not prime terms but those inner pages and some of those other words can make a big difference. So don't forget the long tail strategy. Apparently it's been very effective for many people. When you're trying to select a vendor, let's not forget the old tried and true method of referrals. Talk to people in your social network, just like Sharon did a Twitter post today. If you belong to a big listserv with your state bar association, or maybe something like Solo says from the ABA, or maybe a legal group on Facebook, then this is a natural source of referrals from your peers. Post your query there in multiple places and, and see what you get back. You may be surprised that someone may have a good experience with a relatively new vendor, and you may get a very great bargain if you try them. You sure can, and, and of course get estimates just like you were going to replace your roof. Get at least three just like you would for that down roof. See what they propose, you know, look at the scope of work, and then compare the prices. Hopefully you can somehow get close to an apples-to-apples -apples comparison. And then, of course, do your due diligence. Check the net for any good or bad references as to their work, because generally if somebody's really a rip-off artist, you're going to find that out very quickly on the Internet. Make sure you're using Google Analytics that Sharon mentioned earlier to see how folks are coming to your site, website. It's a good idea to look at this at least monthly. It's actually kind of interesting and entertaining, but looking at what sites people are coming to you from is, is a great exercise, and you'll almost always find that Google is the number one. Yeah, everybody else is so far back, it's, it's all, it is almost comical. We found sometimes when we look at the search terms by which people got to us, those can be absolutely hilarious. In our case, we get people coming to us on a regular basis. This has gone on now for, I think, two years when they're searching on the phrase sex with aliens. Now, I confess, I didn't know so many people were searching for that <laughs> phrase. I guess I lead a very boring life, and I still can't imagine why they're searching for that phrase. But the reason they get to Sensei, which comes up fourth in Google when you search that phrase, at least currently, is because we once had a blog posting about a case in which a gentleman believed that his wife was pregnant because aliens were coming through her computer and impregnating her. Now, who knew that this story would live so long and bring so many people to our Sensei site? I must tell you, I don't think we converted any of those visitors to business. I'm pretty sure that wasn't the case. And, and when Sharon first told me this story, I puzzled on it for quite a while being a sci-fi fan. I wondered if maybe there was an immigration law aspect or something <laughs> to it. But the bottom line is a lot of people search on the Internet for the term sex with aliens, and they find Sharon's uh, blog. Yeah, this, this is one border fence I don't think they can build. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all, folks, for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye, Miss Sharon. Happy trails, cowboy. <laughs>